Tog and Bienvenidos listeners and welcome to Uber Senko, the podcast game show where we deep dive top fives. I'm Brian Ernst, your strikingly handsome host for today's festivities Bullshit. and in the den today are still just Mitch Brinkman <laughs> and Nathan Hennenfins. We're not going anywhere, today, baby. The s- <laughs> today, the snake oil salesman will attempt to reveal and defend their top five actors who have won a Razzie. For those of you unfamiliar with the officially named Golden Raspberry Awards, the Razzie Awards films and performances with the coveted Worst of title, including Rudy Giuliani for the Worst Supporting Actor Award for his role in in Borat's subsequent movie film, with Worst Picture going to Absolute Proof, the documentary where MyPillow CEO Mike Lindell uncovers absolutely nothing. Our first contestant is a performer who has won a Razzie for the worst julienne slices at craft services. That's what you get for only using a plastic knife. Welcome, Nathan Hennenfent. How are you? Uh, thank you. Uh, good to be here. Looking looking forward to talking about uh, bad movies. Good. Amazing. Good. And his challenger, another fellow Razzie winner, is Mitch Brinkman, who has, of course, won most annoying live performance by playing a dog owner for the past year. <laughs> Mitch, welcome. How are you? Uh, you can call me Telescope Brinkman because I'm just here for the stars. Oh, yeah. I love celebs. I love Hollywood. And I'm ready to, to, to win today. So let's do it, baby. God, I hope you don't. If, if you want to get blown to the moon, head on over to bizbear.biz to submit your suggestions and questions for upcoming shows. And if you're new to the den, welcome and let us wake you up with a quick rundown of the rules. Each player in the den has spent time with today's topic, arranging their top five answers in order of importance. Those answers have been submitted to the host who will moderate the game, awarding points to the player with the most poignant answer. Starting with their number five choice, we'll move up the ranks until we reach each of their top answers. But if both contestants happen to have the same answer on their list, well, we have an Uber Stereo. You will hear the official Uber Cinco siren, and both players must reveal their answer and what number they ranked their submission. An Uber Staredown is all or nothing, with one player earning three points. After all answers have been read, the host will reveal the final score. And as a reminder, don't forget to stick with us until the end of the show, where I, Brian Ernst, will give you my Fast Five send-off, where I'll rattle off the definitive list of the top five intellectual properties that need to license themselves to casino games. <laughs> All right. Very and specific. finally, as yes, and finally, as host, I am entitled to institute a house rule for today's game. I have another post-it of wonder. I didn't write it down, but pretend there's a post-it of wonder. <laughs> Plus two points to whomever guesses my favorite Razzie worst picture winner that I still occasionally hate watch. If you guys were going through the list of worst picture winners, I bet you guys could figure it out. Mitch, you won the pre-show Razzie for producing Brinker Do's all-natural dog treats, an American conspiracy against Jesus starring Kirk Cameron. So you must go yes, first. Of course. Um, I am... I, I just love stars. I love I love their magnetism. I love um, I love their teeth. I love their smiles and their bright bright eyes. And that's why I'm going number one. She is maybe not the most famous sex symbol of any actress who've, who's won a Razzie, but she was my generation sex symbol. And that's why my number five is Denise Richards for her turn in the world is not enough as Doctor Christmas Jones. Now. 
This movie ends. <laughs> <laughs> I love the name. I've always Dr. loved that Christmas character Jones, uh, Her radar signature and Pierce Brosnan's uh, go from a two to one at the end. And they're like, oh, Bond or whatever it is. And then, you know, they're having sex at the end. Um, and <gasps> and uh, w- w- the famous lines, uh, Christmas comes early or, or comes I thought Christmas only came oh, once right. a year. Yes, that's what, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because because Bond gave her multiple <laughs> orgasms. Exactly. That's, oh, that's what it was yes. in reference. Got it. Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, so just incredible. Just That's just disgusting and wonderful. But the reason I love Denise Richards <laughs> is that she acts, she either has a giant smile on her face, like a wry smile, you know, she's like, she's like smiling yep. as act, uh, uh, through her teeth as she's acting, or... It's like a mean girl's kind of like sexy snarl. There's nothing in between. It's either a smile or a snarl. And um, it worked for her in Drop Dead Gorgeous. Obviously Bond. Um, and then uh, what was the, the the one that's set in Manhattan where all the rich kids they go to prep school? Was it? And then they kiss in like in the pool or whatever or in the park. Was, was that Wild Things? Wild, wild Things. things. Yes. That? Yes. There we Bill go. Murray, Bill Murray's in there. It, yeah, that was that was definitely a movie I watched when I was like 13 and didn't have sure, internet. Sure, of course. Uh, <laughs> that was a substitute. Wow. Um, see, I have respect for the stars. I just enjoy the films. Um, so, but uh, yeah, so Denise Richards, she's and now she's on one of the Housewives show, I think. But she just continues. She's a chameleon with a smile or a snarl. And she just continues to print to print cash and put it in her bank account. So, um, I applaud Denise Richards. I had a poster of her when I was a young man in my locker at IHM St. Luke's School. And sorry, Sister Sarah, uh, for <laughs> desecrating uh, your holy medal uh, with that. But it got me through the day. Thank you very much. That that reminded me, me of the, uh, the, the, <laughs> the two expressions reminds me of my favorite quote about Clint Eastwood, which was from Sergio Leone, who directed him in the, the Dollars mm-hmm. trilogy. That was he had two modes of acting that was hatless and with hat <laughs> yep. sounds about sounds, right uh... and, and to also i that was a that was a dark period for the bond franchise of which i consider myself an expert but like that name christmas jones like there's been a lot of ridiculous bond girl names i mean pussy galore holly mm-hmm. goodhead all kinds of over the top but that christmas jones one isn't funny like they t- it doesn't make any sense nobody's named christmas and it literally was they just named her that for that one joke at the very end of the movie like that's the only reason that name was in there was for one stupid so, joke so perhaps Think it's about the how best bad you have to be ever been put to paper in a film so <laughs> i you're Maybe. making pussy galore look good. That's how bad the name is. Yeah. <laughs> that can't be. I mean, one of the Ugh. names of a Bond movie is Octopussy, which nobody talks about enough because it's embarrassing to talk about a movie named Octopussy. <laughs> that's, yeah. And, it, and it's not a porn film. It's I still haven't watched it because I, I don't know what it's about. I, I assume I know what yeah. it's about. Sure. Based on the title. Oh, there's eight of them, it's one but of I can't. The, it's one of the best Bond movies in terms of just sheer over-the-top ridiculousness. What's uh, your favorite uh, thing about Octopussy, Nathan? Uh, Bond. Uh, well, the variety? Yeah, the choices? There's there's a there's a fake horse that turns into an airplane. What? Um, Wait, there what? Is, this is like a Trojan yeah, it's, horse it's a, thing? It's enormous? Or is it a tiny plane? Kind of, yeah. And, and Bond dresses up as a clown at a certain point. Um, <laughs> a, a hot air balloon gets involved. It's it's and wonderful. And this is Octopussy. I, I need to see this. It sounds sounds 
Yeah, this is 1983. It's so like a really a yeah, real big uh, romp. It, it's uh, coming it's next a week. Blast. I think we're gonna we're gonna do a mystery science theater 3000 version of <laughs> of Ubersinko, where we sit there and we watch Octopussy <laughs> and see what happens. All right, uh, you have Denise Richards, Mitch for five. Nathan, we need to hear your number five. Uh, I went with Bruce Willis. Oh. Uh, Bruce Willis won in 1998 for Armageddon. Oh. Uh, also, Mercury Rising and The Siege. This is something I didn't know about the Razzies before today. It was a lot of times they'll award people for multiple movies in one year. Oh. Uh, so Bruce Willis, I guess, had a real bad 1998. But Bruce Willis is, uh, I mean, he's a hes a legend. There are actors and then there's movie stars. Mm-hmm. Bruce Willis is a bona fide movie oh, yeah, star. Yeah. People just love to watch him. He's laid back. He's cool. He's effortlessly funny and tough all at the same time. I mean, the diehard movies speak for themselves. And then he had that great turn as the sensitive guy in uh, The Sixth Sense who, well, I'm not going to spoil it for those of you who haven't seen it, but there's quite mm-hmm. a twist. Um, <laughs> loved him in Moonrise Kingdom. Obviously, he's able to do a little self-parody there with totally diving into the Wes Anderson universe, uh, iconic role in Pulp Fiction. But the main reason I picked Bruce Willis for this list is because I remember at one point Mitch telling me that his mom has a huge thing for oh, Bruce yeah. Willis. Bruce Willis is the <laughs> ultimate Eileen Brinkman uh, fantasy celebrity crush. Mm-hmm. So Bruce Willis has to be I on the I think she can't wait till my dad loses his hair, which he hasn't lost any yet. Good, good for him. He's 60, still full head of hair. Uh, so she, he can shave his head bald and she can imagine it he's bruce willis i think that's a thing so um <laughs> what does your mom have to do for him to imagine sandra bullock right that, that, that's that's his that's uh, his that's crush correct? A wig collection so um <laughs> okay i did i knew they were selling the miss congeniality yeah. wig on ebay yeah. i'm glad yeah, she picked yeah. it up so that's she has short short Man, what hair, a fun way for for those of you what a fun retirement <laughs> they're gonna have just a moonlighting and speed uh, Do you cosplay. Do Bruce Willis and Sandra Bullock ever like ran into each other at the Viper Room or like Cadillac Ranch and just decided to have like a mid-afternoon romp back at his his uh, his low Hollywood Hills, you know, I'll say it, jam pad. Um, yeah. Yes. Okay. yes we'll, give him, okay. we'll give him a call. I, I mean, we I, got his number here. If it didn't happen, I want to believe yes, it happened. Yes, that's very true. <laughs> uh, and if, if she can't have Bruce Willis and she has to go like a TV star, ugh, a little lower, uh, David Duchovny will also do very well for my mother. So, um, yeah. Well, he's yep. got a lot of practice. So <laughs> that's... Uh, <laughs> All right, I, I I do like Mulder. Yeah. That's a good choice. Uh, <laughs> all right, for- I do like Mulder. That's a good, jo- <laughs> that's a good bang fantasy choice. Very nice, very good. Yeah, I approve <laughs> of your mother's fantasies. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you just got to go through my laughing right. here. I'm going to keep laughing. So you got to. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there a dog you need to pet nearby or something? I don't know. All right. I haven't mentioned number, him. For I've your number five. Once yet this week. So thank you very much. I know. I'm just, no, I'm just know, getting them out early. <laughs> uh, for your number fives, uh, Mitch, I'm going to give you three points yes. for Christmas Jones just because of how yep. ridiculous it is. And uh, I kind of liked Armageddon, so you're getting two. It's still bad, but I like to hate watch it. It's not the one that's at the number one on my list, but I will definitely hate watch some Armageddon. Um, yeah. Number fours. My number Let's four. do it. I Mitch. forgot to tease this earlier, but at the end of my uh, gabbing here, I'm gonna I'm gonna unveil a huge breaking story here about my number four. I don't think anyone else has figured this out, oh, no. but I'm teasing it right now. I'm telling you, I've got a huge 
scoop. So don't turn it off yet. Okay, it's coming. It's going to be enormous. Um, so my number four is the uh, the all American Italian stallion. You know, st- we've already mentioned pornography started there, and he rose to the top, and now he sits on a bed of uh, of, of whipped cream and cash, and that is Sylvester Stallone. Um, he's been awarded ten Razzies. Dude, just he's he collects them. Uh, clearly, you know. I think kind of his peak was the original Rocky. was like his first big movie. Um, of course, he uh, wrote. Did he direct it too? He not directed. Okay, no, he, but did, he not. did write it. It was his baby. Um, Alvidson, uh, I think it's John Alvidson or whatever. Oak oh, Park native, wow. by the cool. way. Um, yes. That's uh, that's great here. But like Sylvester Stone, he's just he's so <laughs> he's just so bright. He's such a big star, and I cannot put on my cat eye uh, heart glasses because he's got such a shine to him, um, and. So I think he fell trapped to is a classic 80s. I mean, him and Schwarzenegger, it was like Maguire versus Sosa. You know, it was like who could get bigger, who could get more guns, um, you know, on their arms, who could stay in the gym longer. And I think he fell into a trap of just mass and volume, which, you know, he brought to the to the action movies. And I think it hurt his career. But, and he won, won a bunch of Razzies for him. So. Do you, do you have all those 10 films I in front of you? I don't have the entire list right now. I didn't I didn't write all of them down because. Because I would guess, I mean, it's probably First Blood yep. Part 2, probably Rocky Five. Did you ever see Rhinestone? Rhinestone? Yep. Yes. It's with Dolly Parton, uh, isn't so it? Rambo 3 um, we have here. Uh, Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Uh, <laughs> That's yep. a uh, in, <laughs> over the, over the top? Uh, I, no, I, I have sorry. seen Stop or My Mom Will Shoot back in the day. That was in the 90s when they thought, like, let's get guys who um, can't speak very well. Uh, like kind of, you know, garbled English and, and make them comedy stars trying to, you know, like comedy stuff very like, it's a language based medium, right? Like action movies, you can just flex your muscles, shoot your gun and smash a wall. Like, you know, you gotta have some verbal uh, uh, elasticity for a good comedy. So um, <laughs> what else elasticity. here? Uh, he's won a bunch. I mean, he's, he's, he's just, he's filling up his mantle with him. Probably the expendable movies, yeah. I would assume. <laughs> but okay, but right, that's but, a lot. So, the big thing I want to break here. This is something I uncovered myself, my own research. It's no one else. People call him Sly Stallone, right? Yeah, his name is Sylvester. S Y L. Why isn't he Sil Stallone? Boom! <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Boom! Wow! Wow! I, well, you what heard it here first on Uber Cinco, ladies you, and gentlemen. I can tell you guys have no idea what, a what to say. Uh, and it looks like you want to strangle me. But, you know, I think this is a big scoop. I think it's a yeah. big scoop. <laughs> uh, oh, God. I, just, I, can't get to, I can't get to Nathan faster. <laughs> like, what it's, is your number four, oh sir? Oh, my God. Okay. My number four is Melissa McCarthy, who... Oh no! Hey oh! Our first stare down of the dance day. Dance the cameras, monkeys! Come on, dance again. I am. I'm Nathan, dancing. Nathan, you got right. not real. Melissa <laughs> 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 McCarthy. What? Nathan, for which Razzie have you chosen her? Well, she was in uh, the Happy Time Murders and Life of the Party in 2018. She was one of the double winners, which that's why I put her on the list. Also. I have I have only one woman on my list of five. I looked through these and they have been pretty uh, 
some of the the, the male choices have been sort of ironic, yeah. I thought, but they have been they have just chosen the worst wimp like Paris Hilton. Like a lot of people who aren't even considered actors, so that's why there's only one woman on my list. But Melissa McCarthy. So I knew of Melissa McCarthy uh, from Gilmore Girls, mm-hmm. obviously, yes. as Suki, the chef. Uh, she was so lovable on that. And then uh, she was Molly on Mike and Molly, which uh, was a show that I have never <laughs> seen. And <laughs> but that's fine. Mostly, mostly I chose her because she is a Saturday Night Live legend. She is hilarious on Saturday Night Live every time she's on there. Uh, the character that I love is uh, Sheila Kelly, the overly abusive basketball coach. Hits um, <laughs> yeah. me every time. And then she was amazing as Sean Spicer, the former White House press secretary. Um, I just, she's my favorite SNL host of probably the last 10 years. That's why she's on my list. I leave it to you, Mitch. Take yeah, it from I, here. So she's obviously like goat comedy performer, um, a legend at the groundlings in LA, uh, her and her husband, both are, are comedy veterans. And I put this on here because uh, it's sort of like, I'm sure she, I'm sure she's aware of this. There's no doubt, but why not have one more, uh, guy from a podcast, share his opinion on it. Uh, and that is, <laughs> this is like, a, it's, it's like a warning. Like, I know you have to strike when the iron's hot. Maybe the, you know, there's only like a, four or five year window when you can get 20 million bucks a picture and you got to stack that cheddar. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. For sure. For but sure. You don't have to do every single fucking project that they throw your way. And I just feel like it's been like the past couple of years, the, the movies she chooses are just, there's no one else around her. It's like her kind of, I feel like trying to elevate everyone else. I don't know if that, if, if that's just like yes. not paying enough for other talent or, or she just wants to like remain the one shining star of the movie um but you know if that's the case i get it because stars gotta shine um you gotta roll i understand that but this movie life of the party she won for i i've hate watched it at least three times because it was on hbo uh like 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 a couple months ago and it would just be on and it it, one of those things where you pop in at like minute 35 and stay to like minute 52 and you're like i i didn't hate that but i do feel like it wasted my time a little bit then you come back in for those who haven't seen it, this is the one where she's the mother yeah, who goes yeah. back to college, correct? And so she's like, oh, okay. I'm a mom. I want to care about you. And then she's like, oh, but I want to party, too. And then, oh, partying's fun. And then, you know, <laughs> oh, I found my own, you know, I found my own life. And, like, I'm separate from my husband now. And, and but she's like, it's like she's always got to do, you know, her, her her McCarthy thing. And so I just hope that she doesn't, um, she doesn't continue to fall in this trap. And it feels like maybe that run of studios just giving her and her husband a bunch of money to go make a project is probably over because they haven't made a good one in a couple of years. But um, I just hope I just, I just don't want to see her uh, fall into like a Eddie Murphy or like um, Jim Carrey trap where they just, they just do shit, you know? Yeah. And then it takes like a weird Netflix series to bring them back out of it, you know, 10 years later or something. So. Well, Melissa McCarthy is a solid choice, but it seems like she's on both of your lists because of how much you like her and don't want her to yeah. be in these things. I mean, I, uh, which, I wish like her career trajectory had been slightly different. I, like, I wish that she actually had had a stint like when she was young, because I mean, it's it's a young person's game. But I wish she was a regular cast member on SNL at one point because her talents yeah. are just so suited to it. 
it would have been amazing to watch her for a full season. Yeah. Like it, I think she would have been like considered one of the best ever cast members of the show. had she done that. Um, I mean, I think the only person who ever was like an established star and then actually went to the show was Billy Crystal on that weird season in the eighties. And like, it would be totally cool if she did that, but apparently SNL is like a nightmare of a show to actually work for because it's so stressful and the turnaround yeah. is yeah. so brutal. Yeah. So, and she's obviously made bajillions of dollars, so there's no way she would do it. But she would have been just perfect as a cast member. Yeah, true. And that's just it for selling me on SNL and how great Melissa McCarthy is. Nathan, you're getting the three points for the stare down. So congratulations to you. It's a big old fat oh, zero for go Mitch. Go blow there. yourself to the moon, you freaking crapper. I'd, I'd also I'd also just like to casually mention the movie Wild Wild West oh. right now. I don't know if that'll get me bonus points. Maybe that was almost on my posted of wonder ah. as a fun hate watch, but it, it was not no. that one. All right, uh, Mitch, I got to score your number four. Uh, I was only going to give you one point for breaking the news, though, of Sill versus Sly. Yeah. You'll get the two points for that. <laughs> Thank God you did your own research. Uh, we need to go back to Nathan now for your number three. That was uh, Melissa was Mitch's number three. Yeah, is that right? Correct. Okay. Uh, number three, I went with Dennis Hopper. Uh, he, oh, he won for Waterworld in 1995. For, uh, I believe this was the Supporting Actor Award. Um. I, I have never seen Waterworld, but I went with Dennis Hopper just because I am a fan of the idea of Dennis Hopper. He is just, <laughs> he's such a weirdo. He's uh, he's uh, he, he's a real just he lived a real artist life. He was he was friends with James Dean back in the day. They came up together. He was in the movie Giant with him and he, he played a lot of real squirrely, weird characters in a lot of his uh, younger roles. And he was in. Um, I mean, in Giant, he's a bit like that. And then he he played a real pathetic young man in a, a kind of not the most famous Western ever. It was uh, The Sons of Katie Elder, which I'd recently rewatched and holds up pretty well. It's got uh, it has John Wayne, who I'm not a big fan of, but it has uh, Dean Martin, mm-hmm. who's playing Dean Martin in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> he, he always did. He's just he thinks he's he thinks he's on stage in Vegas, but it's, it's a Western. It's. <laughs> It's it's ludicrous, uh, but fun to watch. But then um, uh, Dennis Hopper became the archetypal hip. Like there was a Simpsons character that shows up from time to time. That's like got the long hair. He's like my favorite line ever is, hey, man, hurry up. This electric van's only got 20 minutes of juice left. (laughs) And that's it's, it's a total parody of this hippie that Dennis Hopper embodied in the movie. He directed Easy Rider, which is, you know, the. Bananas. Def- one of the defining movies of the the 60s and then also in apocalypse now that just ridiculous overblown amazing masterpiece and at the end they get to marlon brando and and everything and it's supposed to be climactic and then dennis hopper's running around with the camera doing his oh my god man here i am <laughs> like just um but then you know he 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 was uh he was the villain in Speed, just chewing on the scenery uh, later in life. And then uh, he's on a Gorillaz album in, uh, it was 05 or 06, doing some uh, spoken word stuff. I don't just, I love, I love Dennis Hopper. His career was just all over the place. He's a bizarre human being, but I thought he was a legend. So. What about the scene, the scene chewing in Blue Velvet? Oh, yeah. He just takes that well. oxygen mask. And- 
just so yeah. strange and weird. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to jump in here for he, he. He was in the Super Mario Brothers. Oh, he, yeah. he just he yes, took he, he was. took all these. He was like he had so much artistic integrity, but then he also just had no shame whatsoever. Uh, yeah. Also, um, none at he all. Was in uh, an episode of me and Brian's favorite show, Entourage. He plays himself. Um, yes. When, when yes yes betting, betting on football on on. on uh, on Brazil versus America Funny. during it was like during the winter or something. I was like very. <laughs> they need to talk to to a real football non specific. Uh, so yeah, he's he's had a, a really a really great career, wasn't he? In um, was he in Hoosiers as well? Yes, he. he I think he might have actually won an Oscar for that. He plays the the alcoholic That's assistant right. coach. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's a really amazing performance. He's it's you know he really. You have so much empathy for the character. He's the best part of that movie yeah. by far, yeah. I think. <laughs> no more than a hopper. All right. Yeah, it's, it's, that's, that's Go one, two. All right. All right. Easy. Easy rider for me. Three points for Dennis Hopper. Uh, that's super easy. I forgot who was the head. I forgot what studio Easy Rider was made of, made at. And I forgot who was the head. But I remember watching a documentary once where his quote was, I don't know what this movie's about. All I know is we're going to make a fuck ton of money. <laughs> that was his quote in the documentary. So wow. he was right. All right. So that means we are on to number twos already. Uh, yeah. Let's go back to Mitch. Um, number two, sir. Also, I just want to say, Brian, um, could you go for a cocktail? Right now. Uh, is could. that your movie? On the Posted a Wonder? Oh, damn. No, okay. it's not. Uh, it's in the 2000s, my film. Oh, there is your hint for the post of Hudson Wonder. Hawk, which is actually a very watchable film. Um, but now that you say 2000s, <laughs> I know because of your, your also your religious beliefs, it's got to be Battlefield Earth, right? That's you. All day. What? No, I'm sorry. That I mean, is not. You've become clear though, Brian. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop guessing. <laughs> or is it Catwoman? Hey, I, I'm just going down the list here. I, I, I shouldn't do this. Now, now, yeah, now you're just reading the <laughs> list. <laughs> sorry, we have right. a show yeah. to make, Mitch. Come <laughs> on, stay but on my track. Number two, my number Sell two me on your is, two. He's just, God, he's such a good star. And he's one of the best stars because he's just like you and I, you know? He's not, he's not overly hot, but for the kind of guy he is, He's a pretty shiny star. Why did you just tell me and Brian we're not overly hot? That was incredibly rude. <laughs> no, we're just regular guys, you know. And this star, he's he's kind of like a regular guy. He does comedy. He he is perhaps he does perhaps the most funny character in the history of comedy. And and end of sentence. John. <laughs> okay, fine. I'm trying to build up the suspense. John C. Riley. There he is. Doctor Steve Brule. Um, Boogie Nights. Uh, Chicago. He, he, he can sing. He's a multi-talented star. He's got it all. Um, the, the, he was an editor at the Chicago Sun Times and never been kissed with Thank Drew Barrymore. Come uh, on. He, he had a huge comedy run with with Will Ferrell in the in the uh, mid to late two thousands, um, and he got awarded uh, the Raspberry for his turn in Holmes and Watson. Which I blame this on. Like, obviously, the Razzies just didn't like Holmes and Watson, which. That was basically everyone. It was a it was a crap movie, but John C. Riley did everything he could. You know, it's like it's like playing baseball with a wet piece of linguine. You know, you're not going to get a lot of hits, but you still got to go out there and you still got to go zero for five. You know, uh, so I still think Holmes and Watson though should have won an Oscar though for funniest trailer. <laughs> funniest trailer. 
there was a good, it was a very good trailer, even though you knew the movie was yeah. going to be bad. Watching Will Ferrell and John C. Riley shoot a gun at loose <laughs> bees was extremely funny. I, I actually and I was like, had high hopes for this movie when the, I was like, yeah. John C. Riley and Will Ferrell had such great chemistry together and like the Sherlock Holmes, usually it's a can't miss, Sherlock, you know, yeah. remake. But yeah, it, it's good IP. It's good IP. Yeah, unfortunately, that was not. Uh, again, they swung and unfortunately hit the wet loose. <laughs> <Yeah. thingy. laughs> and, and John C. Riley is just, he's a national treasure. Um, I love that he does the Steve Brule character, but he always talks about it as if Steve Brule is a different person. That's not him. Some people ask him about it. He's like, yes. oh, I heard yeah, Steve Brule's doing great work. He's, you know, I heard he's doing another season coming up here. Um, his His fearlessness with that character as well. Going into public, um, often in a in an overly uh, large pair of tidy whiteies, um, can be. Do you have a favorite Steve oh Brule scene? I think that um, when he he meets, I can't remember where he meets like the the group of bears, but um, he meets he meets a bunch of big husky uh, gay men, and they bring him to their clubhouse, and he's really excited because he's going to make a bunch of friends, and then the bears just pump him full of shots and booze then he wakes up and, and vomits yes. on himself in the bathroom and i know you know we're like oh, yes. let's not mention vomit for a third week in a row but um <laughs> so when steve Rule gets up and then looks at the bartender and then kind of like slowly t- toddles is that a word toddle can you toddle toddle out yeah yes you can toddle I think we, we should clear it up for our listeners that these are, these are male bears yeah. at a gay bar because I initially thought you were talking about a scene where he was in the woods because <laughs> yeah. you led with bears. And I was like, oh, now I remember what you're talking about. But, but, uh, but also, right. if it was a scene with actual live bears, John C. Riley would do it and you wouldn't be afraid and you would nail it. Like, that would also be great. So um, I agree. I agree. I, uh, then also just the the the, the gusto. The, the bravado and the um, the sort of cluelessness that he plays Chess Rockwell with in Boogie Nights is so... My favorite character so name good. of all time. Because it's the character name of a character yes, name, yes, isn't it, is. it? That's dead on. Yes. What's his, I, I forgot what his name is in Boogie Nights, but the fact that it's, yeah, Dirk Diggler and <laughs> yeah. Chess Rockwell. <laughs> and like, John T. Riley looks like he does. So like for him to be like, you know, the cock of the walk, he's like, no, I'm I'm the one stallion that trots around in this stable. You know, like, what do you bench? Oh, oh 268? I benched 270, actually. It's like, always two pounds more, you know, like that kind of uh, character. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> I actually recently rewatched Boogie Nights uh, when we were cat sitting and when the scene where Alfred Molina comes in, that little uh, guy in the back just throwing firecrackers everywhere. Every single firecracker popped just through the cat (laughs) in a tizzy. It was just like, what's going on? It was like having PTSD of the war. (laughs) It was like, also such a great scene. We're forgetting the one thing about uh, I'm getting John there. C. Riley. That I'm we getting all have there. I'm getting there. He is DePaul University's greatest alum um, until we surpass him, of yes. course, uh, as one. Wow. Brutal, brutal blow to Jillian Anderson there. I was going to say, Ouch. Scully, we've, we've made it full circle now. <laughs> we've done all the X-Files. Okay. Yeah, so uh, I'm sorry, Jillian. Sorry, <laughs> doesn't sorry, give a shit. Anderson, right. You're a redhead and people don't care as much about uh, dirty gingers. So <laughs> it's just, it just is what it is. So John C. Riley, my second favorite star. Star. <laughs> Solid choice. And if I have to pick a Steve Brule scene, I'm going with the one where he has to give a semen sample. 
Uh, <laughs> this is one of my favorite ones because he doesn't understand what a sample <laughs> is and what he needs to be giving to the doctor. And it takes three tries. So that is top of my list. Now we move on over to Nathan. Who's at your number two? Uh, Woody Harrelson. Oh. Woody. And Woody was uh, a Razzie winner for uh, Indecent Proposal in 1993. And uh, for those watching on the uh, YouTube feed, you can see I actually have a picture of Woody Harrelson that hangs on my wall right here over my shoulder. Uh, he's one of my people in my to gallery. To the listeners at home, it's the only one that's straight. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I suck at hanging. You photos. use the level You use the level to hang Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Everyone else that's is not as important to you. That's how special he is. Um, so I like, obviously he started as a uh, Woody on, on cheers. Yep. Great sitcom character, Emmy nominations. Solid. And then uh, one of his greatest roles is of course, white men can't jump. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, normally like my interest in life and my interest in movies don't intersect. Like I, I love to play poker. I think there's only one good poker movie. I don't really care for a lot of basketball movies. And I don't really care for white men can't jump, but Woody Harrelson clearly not a good basketball player. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Somehow it's like, this guy's a ringer. He's going to win all kinds of money scamming people <laughs> with how good he, he's. And he clearly sucks. Uh, so I had to mention that. Also, uh, my another favorite performance is a uh, hitman in uh, No Country for Old Men. And Woody's father actually was a hitman. Yes, he was. And I really? just found the uh, yeah, that's a weird fact and then uh i think the most underrated performance probably in the history of television should have won an emmy is not by woody harrelson but by woody harrelson's wig and <laughs> shit i fucking forgot true the name of the show yeah, true, true detective, detective. Yeah. <laughs> true detective. i completely okay. blanked on it right there but yeah in true detective I remember I watching that. I was like, that's that, not a show. <laughs> that, uh, well, Bill Murray's wig in uh, his comb over in King <laughs> yes. should have won an Oscar. God, I love but wig watch. I, re- I remember watching <laughs> the first season of True Detective and I was captivated by the show, but I was more captivated every time they did the flashbacks to the younger version yes. of Woody Harrelson. I was like, God, what a nice wig. They really have sold that he yeah. has hair. Like I was just, this is, <laughs> this is fantastic. Like who, who are the, the makeup and wardrobe people? They, they have just knocked this out yeah. of the park. Um, and then my favorite uh, Woody Harrelson project, absolute courage and just, absolutely no fear to do his lost in London project. Oh yeah. Which Brian, did you go to that with me? Yeah, I did. It that was, was really, that was a fun. I was actually talking about that the other day. That was really cool. It was for those who don't know, he, he did a movie completely live in London that went from all kinds of different locations. They had to change plans right at the last minute. Cause a bridge got shut down and it was, it, it was the movie's fine. I mean, he plays himself and he runs into Owen Wilson and it's, it's based on a goofy night he had many years back and his, he needs to get home. He's misbehaving. He needs to get home because his kids want to go meet Daniel Radcliffe on the set of Harry, set of Harry Potter the next day. That's the whole plot, <laughs> but he just runs into all kinds of weird stuff. Uh, Willie Nelson appears in a hallucination, yep. but it's, it's wild. I mean, like we, we watched it. I can't remember what time of day we did it because they were doing it live in London and we watched it in a theater here in Chicago. Um, and I think there was only like one moment where something went wrong. He's on the phone and there's somebody supposed to be on the other end of the line and nobody was it took there. a long beat before someone got there. And he, yeah. he had to kind of like keep things Vamp. going. 
Um, and, it, and then we watched, like they did a live Q and a afterwards and he was like, yeah, I was absolutely shitting my pants. And they're like, I was like the, this is the moment where the whole thing comes off the rails, but that was the only real hiccup they did. They actually, uh, pulled it off. I don't know how great it would be as a rewatch. It was more of when we were sitting there, it was like, it, knowing that this could go wrong at any time made it so exciting to be part of the audience. Yes. It was a really sure. unique cinematic experience, uh, that I don't know if anybody will try that again. So anyways, that's why I think Woody Harrelson is one of the coolest dudes. Sounds ever. like, sounds like you guys have really like improv. If you like to, if you like to watch something that could go wrong at any moment, this was, uh, this was heavily oh, scripted. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Heavily <laughs> rehearsed. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Scripted rehearsed. <laughs> yeah. That's why it, that's why it was a success. Cause they had planned it mm, meticulously. Okay. Yeah. That's what, which is what Brian and I, Oh, really love about the theatrical planning. arts. Okay, got it. <laughs> planning. <laughs> uh, these are two solid choices all around for for reminding me of our uh, incredible time watching Lost in London. You're getting three points for Woody Harrelson, wow. and Chest Rockwell himself also deserves three points. What a guy! Oh my God, yep. we are at our number ones already. How did we get here so fast, yeah. Mitchell? Sure, Thank your you. number one top. Razzie winner. Um, my it? number one is, it's actually a dual choice and I can't decide because one. Well, cheating. No, <laughs> cheating. Cheating. Cause, cheating. Because one I've. What'd you do? One I actually hate, um, but but you can't deny his success. And the other one I love, but I've talked about him too much. So I didn't want to talk about him again. So I, I, I had a dual choice here of Adam Sandler <laughs> and Tom Cruise. Um they couldn't be more different from each other. And I think, you know what? I'll just go for it. I'm going to go Adam Sandler. I'm going to put it on here. Because uh, there actually are some projects that he's been in that I've really, really enjoyed. Um, he's won tons of Razzies. Uh, Jack and Jill. Uh, the only year where someone won both the Best Actor and Best Actress Award for the Razzie. Because he played himself and his sister Jill. Uh, in let's, a let's, truly, let's <laughs> truly offensive film. Uh, I cannot believe people let him do that. Um it is worth watching for the product placement Al Pacino has to do oh, for Dunkin' Donuts. Maybe I do need to watch that now. It is, it is just awful stain on his career. <laughs> uh, and he, he has many other stains. Just like look at any of the movies he's made for Netflix in the past five years. Um, my my number. I'll talk about Al Pacino's oh. career. <laughs> Uh, yes, yes. Yes, Adam Sandler has plenty yeah. of zero percenters. D- but uh, yeah, Mr. Corleone himself has to sell Dunkin' Donuts and be attracted to a cross-dressing Adam Sandler. That That's a rough, rough paycheck Does for Mr. Pacino. Does he do like the classic Pacino, like, <laughs> hoo-ah, Dunkin', or something like that, or, you know. No, he does an entire musical number that what? he sings. No! This is so humiliating. Oh, wow. God, this is depressing me. Okay, I need to talk about some things I like. Okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> the wedding singer an early film of his very very sappy but very very sweet um his singing his like limited musical movie. talent actually works really well in that film uh drew i love the opening of uh him singing you spin me right round yeah. baby right round actually i yes. love that scene <laughs> i, I really like it better do. than yeah. the original song yeah. <laughs> um, there is uh he's just you know you see why people could fall in love with him there you know, he teaches an old woman how to play piano he gets paid in meatballs um when when he gets really so quiet cute. and you can tell he's angry at her boyfriend who's just a total douche um who's like i think he's talking about his stereo system or something um and then of course drew barrymore is just you know america's sweetheart at that point 
Um, and then also, but my favorite yes. by far uh, Adam Sandler project is the uh, P.T. Anderson film Punch Drunk Love. He, he buys just a shit ton of yogurt to try and uh, get this this travel deal. And it's just this really lonely guy who just needs he needs a win he needs a win and he, the world's been beating him down for a long time and he finally kind of steps out and uh and stands up for himself which is which is fun to watch um and uh in a very um very uh, uh, uh peeling back like the gray layers of la which pt anderson is great at showing the depressing side of la not the glitzy gold covered star section um but the you know like the valley <laughs> and all the all the smog and the sadness there so um those are my two there of course tom cruise tc number one guy hanging off the side of a plane doing all the stunts being a comedy legend you know yeah we all know that about tom cruise but adam, adam sandler he somehow still just stacks up the credits and it's weird too like when you hear conan o'brien being like adam sandler's hilarious and i love him and he's the best and then you see the movies he does. You just there's just this giant disconnect. Um, but everything I've heard about Adam Sandler though uh, is that he's just an incredible friend. He's a very very nice guy, so no one hates him for that. I think that's why people let him do the bullshit that he that he poops out and then calls a movie. So that's it. That's my number one. I, I thank you very much. I'm done. I I have a brief Adam Sandler story. It was I was 13 and one of my friends at school, there was a girl who had a really big oh, crush on him. What? And she had, she was going to go see her, her parents were going to take a group of people to go see the water boy. <laughs> and, mm. and Kathy my Bates friend saves it. wasn't like, yeah. he had no, he had no interest in this girl whatsoever. He's like, yeah, but I really want to go see water boy. So he agreed to be her boyfriend <laughs> as much as you can be somebody's boyfriend in 12 or 13. <laughs> Went to see the water boy and then waited two or three days to be polite and then broke <laughs> up. And I'm making air quotes, we'll say. <laughs> so I'll never forget that. Wow. That's my, I never saw water boy, but I, I'll never forget that movie. You've never seen water boy. No, that's minus one. And you haven't even wow. said you're number one, <laughs> but oh uh, I mean, you're, Mitch over here is shitting on Adam Sandler, but doesn't he have what we all want? He, Comes up with an idea yeah. that he slept on. He gets someone to give him a hundred yeah. million dollars. He gets to take all of his friends with him yeah. to Hawaii as he casts the most beautiful leading lady that he gets to kiss. And then he gets to go home to his big house. <laughs> What's wrong with uh, that career? Okay, Brian, you yourself know you only want a 3,000 square foot house. And I know Adam Sandler's house is much larger than that. So, <laughs> See, he's really, yeah. he's got too much. So that's yeah, fine. I, I mean, yeah, obviously. Some say everything we make is really stupid. <laughs> so maybe we are on the Adam Sandler trajectory and we just haven't admitted oh it to god. ourselves oh yet. Oh my god. Are we Adam? Are we all? Does it take three of us to be one We're Adam Sandler? Adam. Oh my god. No. <laughs> if you take whatever Adam Sandler's net worth and divide it by three, I think we would all still have a very oh, yeah. happy life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, you can say that about any star, you know, any star that's got a, you know, a big old house and a bunch of cars and they're a star, you know? Yeah, that's, yeah, of course. Anyone, anyone in the, in the, in the performative arts would, would appreciate that station life. But, you know, this is about tearing him down. This is, that's what this is about. (laughs) All right. In the words of Adam Sandler. Oh, no. Oh, God. 
Give me your number one, Nathan. <laughs> For people who aren't watching, well, Nathan's I, face is since... so red. He's pissed right now. He hates that we're talking about Adam Sandler. Is that true? <laughs> I, you look you look like you're you're over it. I don't know. No, I I just so I'm gonna reveal my number one now, and and I just I wasn't informed yeah. that the rules had yeah. changed, What's but that? since you had your time i get to so my number one is david spade eddie murphy tyler perry <laughs> donald trump rudy giuliani Lawrence olivier and dennis rodman um since we can have multiple ones for extra points apparently no actually my number one is marlon brando mm-hmm. uh, had to be marlon brando for the island of dr moreau which came out in 1996 there's one big reason that marlon brando will be my number one but first I have to say, I think Marlon Brando in his prime was literally the greatest actor of all time. So how could he not be number one on this list? And I think Streetcar Named Desire is the most important acting performance of the 20th century. That was when people realized you could actually channel real human emotions on screen. And it would, you know, it wasn't a performance and people weren't, he wasn't over speaking. Like he wasn't projecting to the back of a theater he realized that, you know, that it didn't have a transatlantic accent yeah. to sell his words. <laughs> and uh, then then later, you know, he he was criticized heavily for when he played Mark Antony in uh, <laughs> Julius Caesar, uh, that movie. But I think he, he was great because he didn't try to really change his voice and, and speak like John Gielgud or some, you know, I, I can't do a, a really good British accent, so I won't try. But oh, I can. It's not that hard. <laughs> yeah. But he didn't try to sound like he was, you know, the King of England yeah. or something. He just tried to sound like himself, and he still delivered a beautiful performance. And then maybe the coolest, most iconic image of like the fifties, things changing into the rock and roll era, was him in um, the Wild One as the motorcycle gang leader. Great line. What are you rebelling against? What do you got? <laughs> Amazing. He had he had the sideburns in that movie that then were copied by Elvis Presley and James Dean, two icons. They were trying to be Marlon Brando. Anyways, then he was also Vito Corleone, the Godfather. Maybe the best performance in any movie ever. But the greatest transformation in the history of movies or movie stars, stars. is Marlon Brando. <laughs> Go to yep. Google look up a picture of Marlon Brando from when he was in his twenties and then go look up a picture of Marlon Brando from the 1990s. No one has ever gone from hottest to most (laughs) disgusting in the history of possibly humanity. He, he did go full Orson Welles. He really, really let himself go. He was absolutely just like the perfect physical specimen in his prime. And then he was a disaster and, uh, a punchline for how badly he took care of himself. And uh, yeah, Marlon Brando, number one. Wow. he Solid choice. Mitch, you seem like you have some thoughts on Marlon Brando. I think that there's, because I'm going to push back on the, on the, on the greatest performance ever in Streetcar Named Desire. It was, it was good for the time, but I think the, the, the quality of the other people around him made him seem that much better. So I don't know. Are we sure? Are we sure he's the best? Are we sure? Are we sure? Yes. Yeah, we are. Are we sure? <laughs> I'm, sorry, this is uh, this is Nathan's favorite. Yeah, um, uh, Mitch, why uh, do you counterpoint to any point? 
when Mitch <laughs> decides to be a contrarian for no, the sake I, of being I, one. I, I, I think yes. uh, Brando obviously, you know, he, he made people think, you know, a little more deeply about acting. I think that's very good. So, and it pushed, obviously pushed the, the, the craft forward. Um, I think that um, his weight, sadly, people who are younger know him as like a different figure than people who are older and like, or maybe don't have a full understanding of his, of his career. Um, so th- that is unfortunate um, that he, you know, turned into like a real, you know, blue ribbon butterball in his later years. But, uh, <laughs> but it's, it, I mean, he, he, he physically stopped caring for himself, but also he did completely quit trying as an yeah. actor, like sometime right after the Godfather, he was just apparently impossible to work yeah. with. And his performances were all over yeah. the place. Apparently he had to like, he wouldn't memorize his lines. He had to read from cue cards. So yeah, not necessarily a role model, but in his prime, no. he was yeah. the best. He's the best. But there's that famous the was it, Apocalypse Now. He showed up 50 pounds overweight and they couldn't, they, they just had to shoot in close ups because they couldn't show his body. Yeah. 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 It's so sad. You're like, wow, really? 50 yeah. pounds. It's like, that's a, that's hard to miss the mark that much when you're a, a professional actor, I feel like. So, yeah. That is true. Oh, Brian. That is true. When you, when you can afford a, a personal trainer and a, and a oh, personal yeah, chef. Yeah. And, um, um, sounds like, uh, Marlon Brando is much like Brian's favorite movie from the 2000s. He was a real transformer in the weight department. Damn it. Nice Damn try, it. but wrong. <laughs> All right, I'm going to score out these number ones before I give you both okay. one last guess each to see what my favorite hate watch is. But, uh, Mitch, I was only going to give you one point for cheating and doing a actor slash another actor. But then you did give me a great title for my future album, Smog and the Sadness. So you will get two points for Adam Sandler. And uh, Nathan, of course, you're getting three points for Brando. Jesus. Now, before I I release, (laughs) Mitch, the points don't matter. Don't worry. Your life will be the same after this. Don't tell Uh, me. Before I release what the points are, Nathan, do you have a final guess on what my Razzie Worst Picture Uh, favorite is? The Love Guru. Damn it! Plus you two points in me. Me. I was gonna guess that as well. Can I get one? I was gonna say Love Guru too. I was so I was so sad. I, I'd only made that one guess before that. Me. Brian, Brian, the Love Guru. <laughs> I, Have you ever hate watched it? it off in ten minutes. It's oh. really bad, <laughs> and it's you got to get drunk, but it's really fun. <laughs> All right. And it's got the best line where Justin Timberlake comes and says, like, hey, I have a Quebec pizza. You put the ketchup on a Pop-Tart. See, it's horrible. (laughs) That's why you got to get drunk and hate watch it. The points wouldn't have mattered. I split them up. One point for each of you. Nathan, you have 15 to Mitch's 11. You are today's victor. Congratulations. That was a silent mic drop for an audio format. Works that was just for you guys. So, thank you. I appreciate it. And we cannot leave today without, unfortunately, listening to my Fast Five, which is the top five intellectual properties that need to license themselves to casino games. Number five, the Sandlot slot machine. Oh. Not only would there be a Wendy peppercorn and sunglasses behind the jackpot amounts luring you in, but a squints and beast bonus would be a nostalgia blast I'd love to see. Plus, you get to gamble while listening to Green Onions by Booker T and the MGs. Boom. Four. Indiana Jones Roulette. 
<laughs> anyone has seen those fancy new roulette tables in Vegas where they project light on the winning numbers, colors, and dozens, imagine every time you win having the knight from the last crusade say, you have chosen wise. <laughs> it would be such a better experience. And then when you lose, you get to hear, you chose <laughs> it would be such a fun experience. All right. It's legitimately number three. an amazing idea. Yes. <laughs> On number three, I'm going to rip this straight from Vegas vacation, but it's War of the World's War. The childhood car game of war that every time you lose has the great sound. <laughs> that just echoes throughout the casino. <laughs> Number two, Toy Story slots. The real win is not the money. It's how long you can stand the sound bites of a diaphragm strained Tom Hanks yelling at you in a rumbling chair with surround sound. The longer you last, the more tickets you win to the InSync cover band show at the Casino Amphitheater with opening act Michael McDonald. <laughs> Number one, Taxi Driver Blackjack. All right, there's nothing really different about this game. There's just a giant felt Travis Bickle on the table staring at you, inspiring you, making you slowly sink further down as your chip stack shrinks and shrinks until you crack. That's this week's edition of Uber Cinco from the back lot of his upcoming self-financed documentary, Brinker Do, A Formerly Blessed Life Has Been. Break <laughs> And the Warren County meat beater who has now fertilized crops in Knox and Stark counties has been Nathan Hennenfent. And I have been, as always, your big wet boy, Brian Ernst. And as Bizbear always says, razzing your boys is your heterosexual love language. Avita Zane and adios. You've just listened to Uber Cinco, a production of UBK Studios. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your fine podcasts from. If you like what you hear and want to support the show, please visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash UBK Studios. Every little bit helps us keep the lights on and the bill collectors at bay. Keep tabs on us on all the social media at UBK Studios, and most importantly, subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can see that we really are just a bunch of good Midwestern boys. Yeah.